everyone. Welcome to this special edition of the Improvised Music Agenda podcast, where I am going to be doing something very self-indulgent, and I'm going to be doing audio commentary to my first record, Han, which today, on the day, day I'm releasing this podcast, is five years old to the day since releasing. So I thought I'd try and do something to... Um, celebrate that so yeah so this is a project that i had slash still have i guess but it's uh, been on hold for a while uh with myself on bass and composing uh on the trumpet you're hearing laura jerd there and on the saxophone alan nathu so this first team is just a trio but uh you will hear from elliot galvin and pete ibbotson on coming up tracks coming up anyway so this song is called Bedril, which was composed as a tribute to my grandmother. So, yeah, let's, let's have a quick listen. So, the inspiration bet- well, behind this track was... I don't know, I guess like choral music, I suppose, to make something feel very still. And yeah, I thought it was a nice opener before the carnage that ensues now. Yeah. So, right. So this is the second tune. Uh, Skardu's Missing. Uh, Yeah. So it is composed as a, well, it sort of made a story up in my head when I was composing it because I lived near Cricklewood for a while when I was composing a lot of the music on this record and on the bus I always used to kind of um, pass a place called Skardu Road and yeah I could never find it kind of thing it always just said Skardu Road but I could never find the sign that says Skardu Road so yeah I guess it was missing I suppose and yeah so <laughs> that's that's basically everything that's behind the title of this song but yeah so so we will hear from Elliot Galvin now doing a solo which was overdubbed on accordion I should have mentioned that Yeah, so in terms of like talking about this track in a musical sense, um, harmonically it's not too hard. I guess it's like between kind of D minor and G minor kind of thing. But the thing that makes it hard, I suppose, there's all these like different time changes. And yeah, the form is a bit weird. It kind of changes a lot. There's that kind of rhythmic tag at the end. Yeah, so there's all those resting points in 5-4, I guess. They're the kind of safe spaces. So the soloist you're hearing there is Laura Jerd. Yeah. 
Sounds mega. Kind of repeating this last bit. <clears throat> it's kind of like a little drum vamp kind of vibe, I suppose. Yeah, uh, how killer this beat sound is. Scott is missing. So this tune is called 6th of January 2014. So the way I kind of wrote it was literally the date. So 06-01-14. But I think some complications came with that, unfortunately. So... Yeah, uh, when it was put into the spreadsheet from the distributor, when it was being, you know, for the streaming sites and stuff, it kind of came up with a different title because obviously the slash means to divide, so there's like a big, long, mad number that came up. And I think in one of the reviews, I think maybe even the review for The Guardian, uh, that the when this tune is mentioned, that's the title that gets used. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, but it's like some really long number, which yeah, but anyway, but the real story behind the song was the, is the day I wrote it, so 6th of January 2014, because uh, yeah, I don't know there's nothing else to do in January, I suppose except for writing music so I thought I'd note as well uh, I play the electric bass on this song, and I think is the only track on the album I play electric bass but anyway so yeah when we recorded this record so we went to the studio actually in January 2015 so I guess a year after this was composed this piece but um, yeah so we recorded in Brinderwen which is a studio that was in Bethesda and I've got a feeling this might have been one of the last sessions there unfortunately but yeah it was a great studio it was kind of like right in the middle of nowhere and such a vibe you know that like kind of like residential vibe so luckily 
we were all able to go up to North Wales and my parents don't live too far from Bethesda, so we all kind of stayed where I grew up. So it's kind of nice. It's the very, very North Walesian Welsh vibe making this record. So, yeah, I've mentioned who the band is, but, um, yeah, so engineering the session was a good old college friend of mine, uh, Alex Kilpatrick, uh, who also mixed the record, uh, and producing it was Hugh Warren. Uh, yeah, so it was really amazing few days where we got to kind of do the record, so, you know, because... Uh, yeah, because I think I've probably known Hugh the longest with this, because I've known him since I was like 15, so it's like really great to have him there for the record, or for the, for the whole process, really. Because, yeah, like I, I think he, he knew the aesthetic completely and kind of, yeah, like really guided me with that. Like, yeah, so definitely owe a lot of this music to him. And also, yeah, working with Alex. So, yeah, I'd like kind of grown up through college well if you grow up in college i guess you do but anyway so yeah that was cool working with alex like in a professional way here because obviously we'd like recorded and stuff so he like all recorded while at college but yeah i think this is the first official professional engagement we had done i suppose but yeah so that was, it was really cool like you know hanging out with two friends who were totally knew the vibe and the aesthetic of the record so I think I think that that's the way it came out so well in my opinion just because yeah those collaborators they kind of knew what I was after and knew how to achieve that as well as the band of course you know uh, yeah yeah just very lucky to be able to work with these people a bit <laughs> Yeah, so you might have heard some uh, glass breaking there. Uh, yeah, if you rewind it a little bit, you'll hear it again. But, so, the reason I put that in there is because I was trying to steal an idea from uh, Mr. Bungle. So there's a song of theirs, I think there's the last tune of Disco Volante, where, with combined with the sound of a snare drums, the sound of uh, glass breaking, and I thought... You know, I'd steal that idea and give a nod to them. So when we were mixing this at Alex's house in Bath at the time, uh, we went outside with a portable hand recorder and smashed the glass into a bin. So yeah, that's that's that sound. There we are, 6th of January 2014. Okay, so this is the ballad, I suppose, the record, even though the first track is kind of balladish. But yeah, so this song is called Rotten Apple Boughs. Uh, yeah. It is 
kind of what line was it like dylan thomas poem um things fern hill where he says as i sit beneath the apple boughs and i thought i'd try and write a sad song uh about how those apples are rotted maybe i don't know <laughs> but it uh, sounds like a cool title to me maybe at the time but uh, yeah so yeah this is the somber one and yeah i think this is the first song we actually tracked the whole session so yeah like this is the kind of sound of me feeling a bit not scared well nerved well nervous i guess yeah you know obviously like the first time i've ever gone and invested to go to a studio by myself and decided this thing take we used in the end. It must have been like second or third maybe, but yeah, but I think the relief when we were playing it and we said like, yeah, cool, that's the one, was was amazing. Listening back to it now, uh, I hadn't realised how much like improvising sections there were on this. That's fun. Yeah, Alan sounded mega there. Yeah. So do you have to say? The combination of Alan and Laura together, it's like a kind of, uh, if it's a take on that whole jazz, classic quintet, trumpet and saxophone kind of thing. Yeah, I think that the, the way they play together is amazing. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, pre-pandemic, I kind of, um, I'd actually booked another Hong gig in, but obviously, you know, it was meant to be June 2020. But unfortunately, it didn't happen as you <laughs> as you probably guessed. But yeah, ho hopefully it'll happen again. Right, and if I remember correctly, there's a bass solo coming up, and I will not talk through it so you can hear it. <laughs>
also how great is Alan at following up with stuff? Yeah, the, the kind of dynamic gear shift. Yeah, because um, talking about that combinations, I think Alan and Pete also play amazingly together because they had like a long history. So yeah, so so I guess the thing with this band, I suppose, uh, it's like I was combining different kind of uh, groupings of people in a way. So so obviously Elliot and Laura, they've played together for ages and obviously you probably know of Laura from, well, from her group Dinosaur. Uh, yeah, so they've been collaborating forever. Uh, but yeah, but Alleman and Pete as well. So they, they had a trio together called Map Trio. Oh, we're back, and also Pete had a band called the Twelve Heads, which Alan was part of, and I depped in a couple times. But yeah, so that's that's kind of the history with those guys. So it's like I thought it'd be quite interesting to put these two duos that had already been established together, and I'd jump all the parties. And yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I think yeah, it does work. I think it works. Yeah, but like. Because they're all very individual musicians as well, kind of with where they're coming from, and but also very open and easy to connect with, and, you know. So that, I think that's the success of the ensemble, I suppose. <laughs> Massive sigh of relief. First track of the session done. <laughs> but fourth track of the album. Right, so we're moving on to the song now, Mugs. Right, so this this is, this actually has a story behind it. So, but tell you, let, let, me, let me talk about the music first, like where I was coming from. Uh, so, I think I wrote this back maybe 2012 or something like that. But I was super, 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 super into Claudia Quintet then. Well, I say was, I still am. One of my favourite bands ever. So this was kind of my nod, in a way, to um, the Claudia Quintet, where they wouldn't be afraid to kind of like go into like a chugging kind of groove sometimes, but with funny orchestrations as well happening. But yeah, so this is kind of my nod to John Hollenbeck, in a way, musically. But... 
to what the title actually is. So when, um, shortly after leaving college, because uh, I had a really great time at college, and I think I ended on a high, but the thing is, I, uh, when you went on a high, obviously there's a low afterwards, so <laughs> I think I found the bit after college a bit tough, you know, because obviously you've been super busy, everything happening, and then I did the fatal mistake of moving, well, not fatal mistake, but like, moved to North Wales for six months to save up money, and I don't know if I that was the best thing to do, because obviously I wasn't interacting with people as much as I should have been, and I didn't really save much money, because I was still like, buying train tickets to go to Cardiff in London to play with people. But anyway, so this tune, Mugs, uh, is called Mugs because when I was in that dark period, those six months, I ended up kind of uh, wanting to get merch to sell on gigs because obviously, you know, like door gigs don't cover life expenses. Uh, so because I didn't have a CD or anything at that time or anything to sell, and I thought... Oh yeah, everyone needs mugs, don't they? Uh, yeah, so basically, <laughs> at 1am, I ordered mugs with my face on them, and I thought, yeah, these will definitely sell on gigs. Uh, I only ever sold one, and the person who bought the mug, uh, yeah, they accidentally broke it, it fell on the floor, and yeah, it was done, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, there might be some mugs here and there. Uh, I, well, I ended up giving them as gifts to friends, like sofas I was crashing on, so. And I think I still have one here. Actually, tell you what, I kept one, and it's on top of my monitor here. Yeah, so, <laughs> I still have one. I don't know, I might auction that, if anyone would ever, uh, auction, what am I on about? I'm not that popular. <laughs> So yeah, uh, that actually that sound you hear there is the infinite bees. That's from a moog. So yeah, we we tried to go to town with the post production with this. Yeah, but, uh, but there's some great trading here from uh, Laura and Alan. <laughs> ramping up the energy but yeah tell you what, I haven't really mentioned much of Elliot actually I've just noticed uh, while talking about this but yeah he obviously is mega at the, the piano the accordion but yeah he's got great like wild card kind of energy so yeah like for example if you listen back to Scout is Missing uh, yeah the accordion solo is great on that but also it's not just in that I think it's the comping as well he knows how to 
really push the energy of everything. It's incredible. Between the three of them there, it's almost, yeah, it's almost because of the accordion's like a third horn, but kind of sits in that cool place. It's somewhere between a horn and a, and a comping instrument, I suppose, which is probably why I really went for that kind of sound. next bit there's some chanting here um, which is quite funny you, if you you could probably single out this uh you can hear my dad as the top voice of the chanting i'm gonna check this out now this out. kind of uh, the football anthem <laughs> vibe. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy that my dad was threw himself into it. Yeah, so he's... My f- my first record as a leader, and I guess it is his first record as a side person. Uh, yeah, so that was, that was cool to be able to do that, I suppose. Cool. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, I tell you, I'll, I'll let this track finish first, actually, before I Babylon. There we go. Right, so, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in and listening. So, yeah, so that was five of the tracks. But what I'm going to do is I am going to record the second half of this and put it on my Patreon. Uh, so there's four tracks to go. Uh, still a load of stories uh, yeah but if you're enjoying everything do please check out the Patreon or you can go well if you're enjoying the music you can stream it or even better what would really help me out if is well is if you went to my band camp and bought a copy of the CD because uh, well that's there's another story but there's still a, a whole handful of cds left uh, cds left yeah anyway um i hope you enjoyed that and tune in to the patreon to hear the second half of the audio commentary uh all right then cool i'll see you soon bye